0: Hey, welcome in, cronies, to the Man Child Chronicles Sports breakdown today of the AFC West with my best bud, Jay. I know, Jay, you are super excited to break down the West Division since you are a Raiders? Raiders fan. Oh, oh. I wanted to even say so close, Ryan, but
1: yet it's not so close. It is so far away. I could just snap this pin. Um, No, 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 no. Chiefs fan. I don't. Maybe let me put my hat
0: a certain way. Oh, okay. Make sure you can see the.
1: And then I have my color scheme with the red and yellow.
0: Just okay. Okay. Mm, Nice, nice. I thought that was for the Niners, and I thought that was silver and black. So I, it was a little confused. (laughs) Uh, before we get into the West, real quick here, let's talk about a couple of a few big moves in the NFL that happened last week. Yeah, uh, the New York Jets signed four-time Pro Bowler Delvin Cook to bolster that offense even more. Oh, I'm so excited. The New England Patriots. You're a signed. you're a Patriots fan though, right? You're oh, you're okay. a Patriots fan, right, Ryan? Only when I poop in the toilet.
1: Can the Jets get any better? Like, what is happening? Like, they are just loaded right now. Uh, Dalvin Cook and Brees Hall, are you kidding me? Aaron Rodgers, Garrett
0: Wilson, McCole Hart, are you kidding me? Have you seen this And that's not even their best side of the ball. The best side of the ball is the defense. (laughs) Oh, the Jets look so good right now. On paper, it is unbelievable. Robert Sala, the
1: pressure is on you,
0: bud. Yep, on paper, it looks great. Hard Knocks looks great. If you like Hard Knocks, me and Jay do a recap show. It's only about 20 minutes, but you get uh, our opinion on the show, which both shows have been great so far. Uh, Super excited for that. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott signed with the Patriots. Uh, The Jets signed Cook about 20 minutes after he signed, so uh, I love it. Uh, They had a picture of him in camp uh, this past week. He looks about as big as you and I, Jay. He looks like he put on a little bit of weight. I think, he's be their goal I think he's going to be their goal back. I think he's going to be their goal linebacker.
1: I don't know if he was so embarrassed on how he got mowed over during his last play for the Cowboys. Oh, yeah. He was like, I got to put some pounds on. I got to block. He was the center, if you remember. Yeah, on that this was the play.
0: worst play in history. Oh, my God.
1: Mike McCarthy should have been fired for that play
0: call alone. Speaking of oh, the Cowboys, man. they signed their... Best offensive lineman Zach Martin, which is huge for that team, because their offensive huge. line goes as he goes. He's probably one of the one of the if not the best offensive lineman in football. So that was big for yep. them. Well, let's yep. get into this uh, AFC West breakdown here. Last year's records: the Chiefs, fourteen and three, coming out of nowhere. People were. Pretty Whoa. concerned last year with the Chiefs losing a Tyree Kill, but they came through, won the Super Bowl fourteen and three. Chargers ten and seven. Raiders six and eleven. Very disappointing year for them. They had high hopes. Same with Bronco Nation. Let's ride. Went five and twelve. This year's Vegas odds: they got the Chiefs at 11 eleven and a half, Chargers at nine and a half, Raiders at six and a half, and the Broncos at eight and a half. The Chiefs. The first team will break down. They lost their left tackle, Orlando Brown. They lost their number one targeted wide receiver, Juju Smith-Schuster. Their number two pass rusher, Frank Clark. Their gadget guy and return man, Miko Hardman. And they added Juwan Taylor, a journeyman tackle. And wide receiver, Richie James, who had a nice quiet season with the Giants last year. Patrick Mahomes, the best quarterback in fantasy football last year. 5,252 yards, 41 touchdowns, 358 rushing yards, four touchdowns. He's also the number one quarterback going off the board. And I had my doubts last year, just like I think everybody did, losing Tyree Kill. But I have, just like everybody else right now, I have no doubt. I'm never going to doubt this man. As long as he has Travis Kelsey and Andy Reid, he is going to be a top three quarterback. You can mark it down. Will he be as good as last year? He might. He might even be better. The guy can throw 50 touchdowns. We know that. Uh, If I'm in a two-quarterback league, if I have the first pick, I'm taking Patrick Mahomes. Because his floor is the highest, and you know he's going to throw 40 touchdowns and 5,000 yards. Running back. This is a a little murky room here.
1: Well, before we, yeah, let's just. What well, we? I'll let me jump in. I won't let us move on from Patrick that okay. quick. You're, you're being um, very
0: quiet, so I was going to move on. No,
1: oh, yeah, I was just enjoying uh, listening. Um, looking at this chief season, you named off a lot of people they've lost. Um, it's hard just like they did the year before when they lose these people it's hard to go will there be a step back i don't i don't know if they're going to win 14 games this year but as long as andy Reid and patrick mahomes are working together i still feel like they can go undefeated like this team is just they're just so good the problem i have with the chiefs and i've complained about it with you for years is how they can uh, they like play to the level of the team they're playing yeah and it's like one week they can go out and go, let's go match for match with the Detroit Lions. Let's go score 50 points each or the Los Angeles Rams. Who cares? Oh, we're going to play the Broncos. Let's both score. You know, let's have a 13 to 10 game. It's like, <laughs> what are we doing? What? What? what why, why can't you just score a bunch of points every week i I don't get why they stair-step with the competition but it's just something that the chiefs do um and it's very frustrating as a chiefs fan every week you're just on the edge of your seat every week um but talking about mahomes that guy showed his grit last year you got to watch him get hurt fight through that ankle um I I truly think I'm with you. He is the best quarterback to have on your team in the NFL because every week he is going to be fighting his hardest I don't know if you guys have watched the Netflix quarterback. If anyone's listening, you haven't watched that yet, you need to watch it. Um they follow Patrick Mahomes, Kirk Cousins and Marcus Mariota. Here's the good news, you can see the thumbnails. You can skip the Marcus Mariota storyline. Yeah. I know I did. But I did watch all of the Patrick Mahomes and Kirk Cousins. Super fun to watch those guys. Um but I have I have a new love for Mahomes and I I'm just so excited to see what this guy can do. Um like Ryan said, uh, he can throw fifty touchdowns. We've seen him do it. He did it in twenty eighteen. Um, since he's been a starter in the league, they've gone to the AFC Championship game every year. So I'm I'm not going to cut that uh, record short yet. They're doing it again. They're going to the AFC Championship. Were they going to play this year? I wonder. <sighs> Hmm.
0: <laughs> I well, wonder. Let's, let's get to their murky running back room here. We you could probably okay. talk about Mahomes all day. I'm sure you I, I really can. Be. I don't want to stop. <laughs> <laughs> we need to stop. <laughs> okay. uh, let's get to the running back room here. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco, there. What was he? A seventh round pick last year. Yeah, uh, seventh rounder. Finished with 830 yards, five touchdowns. 13 catches, 130, 37th running back. He's going 29th off the board. And you would think, boy, a rookie doing that good last year should get drafted higher. But when you get drafted that late, the team doesn't have a lot of capital invested in you. So they don't feel like, eh, you know, we can get a running back anytime. But a lot of those games that he did good in, uh, Clyde Alaire was hurt. And he didn't have the best year either, but that's the guy they drafted a first-round pick. And this is kind of make-it-or-break-it year for him. And then they got Jerick McKinnon, who, holy cow! If you had him on your fantasy team to finish the year last year, you made the playoffs and you might have won the championship yep. on his back. Uh, Two hundred ninety-one year. This is pretty much y'all did this towards the end. Two hundred ninety-one rushing yards and a touchdown, fifty-six catches, five hundred twelve yards and nine touchdowns. Finished as the. It was like the last five 20th. games
1: of the year. He did
0: all that. Yeah. unbelievable. He finished as the twentieth running back last year with those stats from his catches. And I don't. He's the catching back out of the backfield. I think CH will take a little bit of that, but um, you can get McKinnon. He's going forty third off the board. You can get him so late in drafts, and he is such. Good. I mean, if if you have to plug in a flex play or a, uh, for a week for somebody on a bye week or somebody gets hurt, you you're getting point. You're getting ten points from that guy. Guarantee it. Yep. Yep. So uh, receivers. I mean, everything in this. <laughs> the Chiefs is murky besides the tight end and the receiver, or t- quarterback. Yeah. Their receivers, you got MVS, who they brought over from the Packers last year. He had 42 catches, 687, two touchdowns. Ugh. Kadarius Tony, they traded from the Giants, played nine games. He looked good when he played, but his stats, 16 catches, 171 yards, two touchdowns. 82 rushing yards and a touchdown. The guy gets hurt a lot. He looks explosive. He just gets hurt. uh, Do you really want to... I mean, you take him, you're shooting for the moon. Yep. Because he's going 40th off the board. They drafted Rasheed Rice, who had a nice game yesterday in the preseason, by the way. Yep, yep. Um, I like taking him. He's the 55th. If you're going to take a shot on a receiver from the Chiefs, that's the guy I like to take a shot on because I haven't seen it yet. So my hope is maybe this is the guy. Somebody's got to... Somebody's got to get those targets from Juju Smith-Schuster, who got a lot of them last year. He's got to throw it to somebody. Richie James, he's kind of like a Juju Smith-Schuster. He had a nice season with the Giants last year. And then they had yep. Sky Moore, who was their, I believe he was a first or second round pick last second year. Second rounder last, week, yeah, last and year. He, yeah. he was 22 catches, 250 yards. Yeah. So I think in fantasy, you have to take a shot on a Chiefs wide receiver. Even if somebody, if you want Rasheed Rice and somebody takes him, take Sky Moore. Take Rich, I mean, take somebody. Patrick Mahomes is throwing somebody the ball, and you want that guy on your team. You and might we well honestly don't know who's going to be the number one wide receiver this year. Yeah. It is still yeah. a question mark. We don't know. I don't think it's MVS, but it could be any one of those other four guys. I just don't know. Yeah. Or yeah. you know who else it could be? It could also be, uh, uh oh, what's that guy's name? Justin uh, Ross. Good. Justin Ross with a Y. They picked him up off the um, waivers after the rookie draft last year. And he would have got drafted high, but he had an injury. And, yep. uh, and then he didn't play last year. But he's got a lot of talent. He could be their number one receiver, too. So if you're drafting and you're late, you're like, who am I going to take? Always take a shot on somebody with a good quarterback. Always. Oh. And then, of course, the tight end that wins you championships – that I made a foolish move last year and trade him away in my two main leagues. Travis Kelsey, 110 catches last year, 1,338 yards, 12 touchdowns, finished number one. Is going in the first, If you want him this year, you got to take him in the first round, middle of the first round. But he is such a difference maker compared to any other team you play. Ugh, I just I love Travis Kelsey. I didn't see everybody was worried he's he's gonna start falling off. I didn't see any signs of that last year. I'm gonna say the same thing I said with Mahomes. As long as you have Mahomes and Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey, you're gonna be good. And until I <laughs> and, and I think I truly believe until that tight ends are built different. Look at how long Tony Gonzalez played till his mid thirties. And he was still a top four tight end every year. I think that, yep. this guy is the, the same way.
1: Here's uh here's an interesting fact though. And I'm really hoping Kelsey's gonna break the mold on this. Kelsey's turning 34 this season. Only one tight end in the history of the NFL has had a thousand yard season at the age of thirty-four or older, and that was in nineteen sixty-five. Kelly that, Winslow? Was the Phila- that was the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh Pete Retzlaff. Oh. Wow. So He's the past- that record. So he, he will uh he will match that record and then beat it the following year if and i hope he really does um so like while like ryan's saying like the chiefs have a lot of options at receiver he listed off all those receivers but none of those receivers are replacing what kelsey brings to this passing game the passing game still goes through travis kelsey i'm really hoping for that thousand yard season this year um and he's the number one tight end in in the league. Still, there's there has been no signs of a slowdown. I hope this isn't the year.
0: Yeah, I mean, your hope is somebody gets massive target share, other than Travis Kelsey in this offense when you draft somebody else. But yep. there's a world where everybody catches thirty five to fifty balls between the receivers yep. and running backs, and Kelsey gets his hundred. So yep, tough tough team high scoring offense to only be able to have two viable options on there because the running back room is the same way you could have you could have two running backs that run for 500 yards and then McKinnon who catches everything so it's like man ugh. it's like a Bill Belichick offense back in the day <laughs> it really is yeah. it really is all right next team the Los Angeles Chargers they added <sighs> They lost nobody. They added a good linebacker in Eric Kendricks, and they the big addition was their offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore, who Mike yep. McCarthy foolishly blamed their season on not winning the Super Bowl <laughs> on him when he was probably the best thing for the Cowboys. He is he is my favorite offensive coordinator in the NFL. He is so good at creating space and so good at, at offense and, and scoring points. McCarthy let him go because he wanted to score less to get his defense off the field more. Might be the dumbest thing I've ever heard a football coach say. We need to score less. Their quarterback, I love him. I got him on our sleeper league. Justin Herbert. (laughs) Last year, 4,739 yards, 25 touchdowns, finished as the 11th quarterback. But... Everybody remembers that game that was on prime time that he just got schmucked in the ribs. And if you weren't grabbing your ribs watching that guy, play, mm. <laughs> he looked rough. Oh, yeah. The problem with the Chargers, with a lot of these teams we're going to talk about today, they are so injury prone. He had multiple games, he didn't have Keenan Allen, multiple games, he didn't have uh, Mike Williams. And then he was hurt half the time. So he he's a decent running quarterback, but he couldn't run. He couldn't get the zip on the ball for a few games because of it. Um, I think this year he's going to have, with Kellen Moore coming over, healthy. They bolstered their receiving core even more. Yep. I think he's going to have a huge year. Huge, like Patrick Mahomes-type numbers uh, is what I'm looking at for him this year.
1: He's projected Vegas odds right now to have the most passing yards in the NFL this year.
0: Yeah, and he is going seventh off the board. I think that's great value uh, because I think he's going to finish as a top three or four quarterback. So getting him seven, which is like the fifth or sixth round, is really good because the, the third and fourth quarterbacks are going in the second and third round. So that's pretty good value. Before before we before we move on,
1: the Chargers are such a weird team. Um, I've obviously watched them for a long time because they play against the Chiefs. Um, so I've I've watched them my whole life. They're such an odd team. They they go from Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers was a great quarterback, like he, And then they go to Justin Herbert. Like they've never had like that down year. Like you're watching with the Colts. Oh, before Philip Rivers, through, they had. For Phillip Rivers ahead, Drew Brees. Yeah, exactly. So it's like they've always had these good quarterbacks, they've always had good teams. But just some bonehead moves. I this I'ma tell you this. Brandon Staley's on the is on the hot seat oh, yeah. coming into this year. Um I think one of the most boneheaded moves he did was last year. It was week eighteen. It was the last game of the season. It didn't matter if the Chargers won or if they lost. Their position was set. Yep. yep. It, and he played his starters. Guess who got hurt? Mike Williams. He had several key players get hurt. Mike Williams got hurt. Guess who missed the wild card game? Mike Williams. Guess who went into the wild card game and went up 27 to 0? The Chargers over the Jaguars. Guess who lost that game? 31 to 30. The Chargers it was like one of the biggest blown leads in franchise it was the biggest blown lead in franchise history and so it's just I don't know but it for Chargers fans you're used to this you've seen this year after year where the Chargers just always look good on paper and then they have these boneheaded moves and these terrible losses I I I don't know Um, I always have they always have bad coaches they do. I don't know if they've ever had like really good coaches, but Marty Brandon, Schottenheimer
0: was the last one.
1: Like I, I like Brandon Staley. Um, I, I've enjoyed like I, I like listening to him, uh, but he makes really bad decisions, and I, I don't know. We'll see if the Chargers can
0: stay healthy. History says they can't. The key is, the key is Kellen Moore just handles the offense. Brandon Staley handles the defense. That's the key. Yep. Uh, they also lost their left tackle last year. That same, when he got that rib injury, right before that he lost his left tackle with a major shoulder injury. Well, he's back, Rashawn Slater, so that was a huge loss. When you lose a left tackle, that's dominant. Uh, speaking of dominant, Austin Eckler. Oh, man. Every, if you play fantasy, you love Austin Eckler because he is so pro fantasy football. He has a, The guy has a podcast that does fantasy football. So cool. Uh, we'd love to have you on the show, Austin Eckler. Please. Uh awesome. last year I've had I've had this guy in fantasy leagues. I I picked him up before he was cool. Yeah, you did. I did not feel very good about that. <laughs> Cuz he he was so good at catching the ball. Like you had to get him. Uh last year 915 yards rushing, 13 touchdowns, 107 catches, 722 yards, 5 TDs, finished as the number 1, he's going two off the board. The, and it, the worry last year was, is he going to be able to score? Because he had a 18-touchdown year, I think, the year before. Is yep. he going to be able to score touchdowns? Yeah, he was. You're yep, on a good offense. You have a good quarterback. You're always going to be down there. He has nobody behind him that's any good. It's still the Austin Eckler show. He wants the contract. He's going to play his butt off this year, hoping he can get something again next year for a contract because it's going to be his last one probably. Will it be with the Chargers or another team? Who knows. But um, if you're in a redraft league, I am all in on Austin Eckler again this year. Forward Who's three. his handcuff? Is it Josh Kelly? Is
1: it Isaiah Spiller? Is it Larry Roundtree? Like I don't even know if there's a decent exactly. handcuff there's, to tie there, to him. No,
0: no, there's not. There's not. This is. These are one of those cases where if you like a handcuff, it's worthless. Don't even get one for him. Yeah. Because in all honesty, if he got hurt for the year. They're going to call up Leonard Fournette, or they're going to call up somebody that's a veteran running back, and they're going to put them in there. Wide receiver, Mr. Keenan Allen. Only 10 games last year. In those 10 games, really nine of them that he played, 66 catches, 752 yards, and four touchdowns. I believe he, if, if the pace he was on to finish the year... If I remember hearing this right on the fantasy footballers, that he would have finished as the wide receiver two or three last year. Just an unbelievable output. I think if this guy, he was healthy a lot of years before. He was injury-riddled early in his career. Then he had a huge stretch where he played all the time. Yep. If this guy can stay healthy, the Chargers will do good. He is he is so reliable. He is such a, a chain mover. Um and in a redraft league, he's going 17th off the board. It is a bargain because if this guy plays the whole year, he's a top 10 receiver. I don't see him playing the whole year.
1: I also don't see Mike Williams playing the whole year. Both of them are injury prone. Allen is 31 years old now. You're, Ryan, I don't know about you, but as I get older, my body doesn't get stronger. No, I don't. All of a sudden, go oh, I'm my back feels amazing today. And that's one of the thing with with Mike Williams, and I know you'll talk about here him here in a sec. But he's got this back injury that's been pegging him his entire career.
0: He's known
1: to miss at least four or five games because of a back injury.
0: Well, here's my deal with Ke- just to wrap Keenan Allen up. Here's my deal with him. He is 31, and that's getting to the close to the age where receivers just fall off a cliff. 31 sometimes is when they start. Usually, it's around 32 or 33, but. A lot of times when those guys fall off the cliff, it's because they go to another team. Yeah. You look at Julio Jones. You look at uh, Robert Wood. Any, any of the guys you want to see in the last 10 years, they, you went to a different team and they fell off a cliff. He's still in the same system. He's still with the same quarterback. He's got that rapport. I, I think he's a bargain this year still. I'm willing to take a shot on him. His running mate, Mike Williams, he is very injury-prone because when this guy goes up for a catch, he jumps as high as he can in the air, and he always lands on his back and hurts it. But last year in 13 <laughs> yep. games... He has 63 catches, 845 yards, and four touchdowns. He as the 32nd quarterback. He's also a bargain in drafts. He's going 28th. You get him like the 7th or 8th round. And what's good about him, he's like your third wide receiver off the board. So he's like your flex option or third wide receiver. What's nice about a guy like him, you know he's going to get hurt. But this guy wins you weeks, though. That's what I like about Mike Williams. He's he doesn't get he's not consistent. He doesn't get you seven catches for ninety yards every week, but he'll get you nine catches for one hundred and eighty yards and three touchdowns one week, and he'll win you like three or four weeks alone. And, I, and when you get a receiver that late that can have games like that, I I'm in on him. I like him too. I like this whole offense. So most guys I'm gonna say in this offense, I'm in on. It.
1: Well, I'll tell you who I'm in on, and that's my sleeper of the AFC West. That's Quentin Johnston, uh, 2022 superstar out of TCU. I think he will immediately slot in over Joshua Palmer as the wide receiver three. He has, he has amazing uh, route running ability, um, and he is so fast. And so I'm I'm excited to see Quentin Johnston this year on this team. He's going late. We're talking 13th, 14th round of a draft. And I the reason he's a sleeper is he's not he's not going to finish as one of those players way back there. He, he he's gonna be um, um, a great flex play um, in my opinion on fantasy this year. So if I'm picking anyone um later like ryan said you're looking for in those late rounds players with good quarterbacks so if you're looking for those late round offensive weapons quentin johnston is high on my list to target this year in the later rounds
0: and quentin johnston is one of those players and and jay you know this in our espn league we play all the time he's a he's on a team right now with two really good receivers in front of him uh you say he's going to be their third wide receiver. Well, he's probably going to be their fourth because Palmer's probably going to play out of the slot. So he's probably going to be their fourth because he's so big.
1: But to he's start get season, his o- I believe that. Yeah, he, yeah
0: he's going to get his opportunity. Yep. Somebody's going to get hurt, probably Mike Williams. They drafted him because he is Mike. I mean, he's the exact build he is. everything, like Mike Williams. That's why they drafted him because they need, they understand where Mike Williams is out. They miss this, the field stretcher, the big play touchdown guy. But this is, those, this is one of those guys, if you play a league, you're going to have idiots in your league that draft a rookie, and because he doesn't do hardly anything in the first four or five weeks, they drop they him. Drop them. And oh, boy, they drop him. Oh, they drop him. I, do I snarf those guys up in every league, and my team gets so much better? I So many players on my teams, I have built my team through waiver wires because people get frustrated with rookies rookies don't do good until the second half of the year if you draft a rookie expect them to sit on your bench and not do good if you're like in week 13 or 14 and these guys still aren't doing good then drop them yeah but do not drop rookies early because they are second half very rare rookie comes out of the gates and just kills it They're always second. Not every rookie's Justin Jefferson,
1: and I feel like everyone is like, well, they have to be Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson. Those guys are so
0: freaking rare. Justin Jefferson was terrible his first two weeks. People benched him. He was a waiver wire pickup in some leagues that year because people he didn't do anything those first two weeks. Embarrassing. You can't drop rookies. Uh, And then we talked about Joshua Palmer. Uh, That's a guy I don't want to touch unless somebody has a season ending injury. He did fine last year. Um, I had him on a team. He was a good fill-in when somebody was hurt, but that's that's the he'll be a good player for him, but not a good fantasy option. The yeah. tight end is old man Gerald Everett. Decent year last year. Good backup tight end or a uh, spot starter, if the matchup is right. Finished as the 13th uh, tight end last year.
1: Yeah, he did the rank next- eighth oh, overall um, in total receptions. He had 55 catches last year. So, like Ryan said, he's not that... Tight end, you know the top five guys. It falls off pretty dramatically after the top five, but he he can still um, he can still service your your team. But don't don't expect a lot from him.
0: What I like to do with him in drafts right now is if I draft a rookie like a Sam Laporta or a Luke yep. Musgrave or a Dalton Tate, I like to grab a Gerald Everett. So when those guys develop and get better, smart man, you're so smart, Ryan. Yeah. I don't I don't like taking I love Travis Kelston. I love Mark Andrews and those guys, but I hate taking tight ends early because it's just you miss out on so many good running backs and receivers. You do. Uh and let's move on to the Las Vegas Raiders. The Vegas Raiders. The Vegas, baby. The Vegas. The Vegas. Here we go. They lost some pretty notable people last year. Mr. Derek Carr, who's Totally jacked right now. Darren Waller Waller. Great tight end. And Mac Hollins, who had a very good year for them last year. They added Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy G, what does he do? He wins ball games. But he doesn't <laughs> do much else. He gets hurt and he wins ball games, folks. Last year, Jimmy Garoppolo played 11 games, threw for 24-37, 16 touchdowns, two rushing touchdowns. Finished as a twenty-fifth quarterback, he puts up. I mean, he's an okay quarterback. He's accurate. He'll throw for 200, and, 200 to two hundred and fifty yards and get you two touchdowns or one touchdown most games. He ain't gonna score you negative like you might get out of Kirk Cousins every once in a while. You're gonna get points out of Jimmy Garoppolo. He's not gonna lose you a game. He ain't gonna win you the game, but he ain't gonna lose you the game. Uh, they the the problem with the Raiders is they have a good pass rush, but the rest of their defense is terrible. Um, I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo is a good enough quarterback to score a lot of points like Derek Carr did last year. Derek nope. Carr would score thirty points in the first half, and they would lose forty to thirty. Yep, because their coach is just terrible. McDaniels is a terrible head coach. He doesn't he doesn't know how to adjust during a game. That's why they always get up so fast, and they can never do anything after that. I just hate that guy as a coach. I mean, he 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 comes from the Bill Belichick tree
1: and so what does he do? He did the same thing in Denver. What's he do? He has a problem with the quarterback there, which I think was a fantastic quarterback option in Derek Carr. He's the only court he's the only free agent we talked about it to go somewhere and sign a triple digit contract. He signed a 150 million dollar contract. Derek Carr is not a bad quarterback. McDaniels and him just couldn't get along. So who does he go after? A Patriots a Patriots player. Well, I know him. I know Garoppolo. You know, you need another wide receiver too. Let me find another Patriot. Oh, let's get Jacoby Myers, which I do like the Jacoby Myers signing. Um, but, I mean, I just – McDaniels, he has not been good outside of Bill Belichick. Anytime he gets – this is his second head coaching stint – and it's just it's not good. Um, he's eleven and twenty-eight as a head coach. Ryan, you could be you could be an amazing head coach, by the way.
0: But they should hire you,
1: not 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 him.
0: Well, I don't I don't know if uh, <laughs> if that will come through on there. You locked up in the middle there, so hopefully it went through there. And then you came oh, back no. at the end. Oh, but did but, you hear uh, me the whole time? Or uh, no, I heard you. You were. Uh, Complaining about them bringing all the Patriots on, and then you ended yep. with me being a great coach. So wherever you were talking about, it ended great. So I'm happy for that. <laughs> I just Josh McDaniels is 11 and 28 as a head coach. Yeah, he's terrible. Has there ever been a good coach after from Bill Parcells' tree? What this guy has a terrible tree. He's like a freaking cactus. There's no, there ain't no tree. There's no buds sprouting off of this thing. This guy is. He might be the greatest head coach ever. But he's the worst trainer ever in the history. The guy cannot develop coaches. I appreciate that. You tell me a coach that's been good under Bill Belichick. You can't. They all failed. They've all been fired. I wish John was here. He'd be so worked up. Well, it's true. It's true. I'm saying Bill Belichick is probably the greatest coach of all time. But he's terrible at developing other coaches. All right. The running back last year, Josh Jacobs. We've been waiting for years for this guy to break out. Fine, He was a first-round pick. Everybody's been waiting for this guy to break out. Last year he did it. Looked awesome. 1,653 yards, 12 touchdowns, 53 catches, 400 yards. Uh, finished as the third running back in PPR. He's going eight off the board. He'd probably be going higher off the board right now, but he's holding out. And... Everybody in the industry expects him to come back. Is he going to come
1: back? I mean, he still There's hasn't signed the back. franchise tag tender.
0: There's going to be a running he's- back. It's either going to be him yep. or Jonathan Taylor that's drawing their line in the sand. and they're, But it's, it hasn't worked out for a running back yet that's done that. So if nope. Josh Jacobs, I know you listen to our show, just come back. Because it ain't going to do you any good to hold out, pal. Just sign it and go sign with somebody else next year. Yep. But uh I, I'm not touching him. I don't like to risk it in drafts. If I have him on a team in a dynasty team, I'll hold on to him. But in drafts, I'm not I'd rather just take somebody else. I don't want to take the risk. Agreed. But you get a great deal. He's gonna have another if he plays all year, he'll probably have another good year. But um and then if he doesn't play, I don't like his backup options. Zamir White, he's terrible. He's not good. The guy can't even barely run for three yards to carry. He is just bad. They got Amir Abdullah. He's old. He's like old. His, like Brandon no Bolden. Good. Yeah, he is super old. old. There's just no, there's no good options there. They'd have to bring in like uh, that'd be that'd be a good place for uh, Leonard Fournette to go or something. But he's not good either. Like it's just not. It's not a good situation. Uh, well, what is a good situation is their wide receiver, Devontae Adams, last year. 100 catches. Everybody thought he's going to have a drop-off without Aaron Rodgers. The guy had 100 catches, 1,500 yards, 14 touchdowns, finished as a third. Just caught deep ball after deep ball after deep ball. Why? Because Derek Carr is one of the best deep ball passers in the league. That's why. Yep, that's why. Jimmy Garoppolo, though, can support top wide receivers he did in san francisco every year he was there there's no doubt in my mind he can't support Devontae adams will he be number three wide receiver no but i think he'll be a top eight or nine wide receiver still he's going as the eighth wide receiver off the board you're still i mean you're gonna get what you get he'll be fine and then they brought in jacoby myers he's kind of a if you're in a ppr league he's a ppr guy he had 67 catches last year in 14 games for 804 yards, six touchdowns. That's not bad. He'll get he'll get 80 or 90 catches. That's what he does. He you get him super late too. He's 56 off the board. Great. Yep. Great value. Great off value. Off the board. Um, he's right there with another guy I like a lot. We're going to talk about it here later. But between those two guys, I'll just it's Rondell Moore. Between those two guys, I always <clears> take one <throat> of them in that round. 'Cause it's like that's like your your second or third backup on your bench and it's like pff, I can put this guy in any week and he's gonna score me ten or twelve points. So Yep. And they got Hunter Renfro still there. He he had a good year, really good year two years ago when there was nobody to throw the ball to, and I I kinda think with Jacoby Myers there, I don't think he's gonna be I stay away from him. I have no interest in him. Yep. Tight end, they brought in Austin Hooper, who hasn't been good for years. But they drafted Michael, uh, Mayer, Michael Mayer in the s- second round, who a lot of people thought he was going to be the first pick from Notre Dame, was awesome with Notre Dame, didn't have the greatest combine, though. But Notre Dame tight ends typically kind of falter in the NFL, so we'll see what this guy does. I think he'll be all right. Jimmy Garoppolo likes to throw to tight ends. Everywhere he's been, he's thrown. He's had Gronk, he had Kittle. I mean, Kittle was great with him yep so we'll see, we'll see i austin i mean we'll see what they do i think michael Mayer right now is penciled in as their starter if i look at that right for their current death chart i don't know if that's going to be the season opener death chart though but
1: oh gotcha yeah i i didn't know that i will say i think by i think by mid-season Mayer will take over in front of hooper um he's got great size he's six foot five 249 pounds and he loves going up and getting contested catches like that dude can make some plays so i i think Mayer is going to uh he's a solid compliment right now to hooper but he's going to supplant him as the season progresses
0: i agree i think the raiders are going to be terrible this year i terrible i <laughs> think they're going to win less than six games my opinion their defense is terrible their offense won't be as good I think Devontae Adams is going to cause issues this year in the locker room and demand a, I'm a trade. I'm afraid of that. And the Jets are going to be like, we'll trade you. We'll take him. <laughs> what are you
1: doing, man? You can't, <laughs> what, they can't, not everyone can go to the Jets, okay, Ryan? Jeez. When Aaron the Rogers Chiefs need that, a number one. Let Patrick Mahomes get Devonte Adams, okay? That would be magical.
0: They'll never trade in the division. When, when, uh, I know. Aaron Rodgers took that pay cut. He specifically said, you know, when the trade deadline comes up, this money will be there to go get some talent. And we all know who he was talking about. He knows Devonta Adams is going to be in for a rocky road this year. <laughs> Speaking of rocky road, Broncos Nation, let's ride. Let's ride. Uh, the Broncos added a guard, a decent guard, and Ben Powers, who's with the Ravens, and they added a head coach. I heard of him, Sean Payton Now, here's the deal with Sean Payton And the Broncos Was it? it it's the old chicken and the egg Was it Sean Payton Or was it Drew Brees <laughs> I mean, it just just so happens Sean Payton's like, Drew Brees is gone I'm out So, it makes me wonder yep. He's already coming out and making stupid comments uh, He's already saying Russell Wilson's great <laughs> Russell Wilson in his preseason game so far he looks just like he did last year. Terrible. Last year, every year besides his rookie year, the guy finished as a top eight quarterback. Last year, he finished as the number sixteen quarterback, and it was ugly, folks. And he only finished oh. as sixteen because his last few. He played every game, and his last few games, he did actually did okay. But thirty-five hundred yards, sixteen touchdowns. 277 yards rushing, three touchdowns. He's going 18th quarterback. Nobody wants him. How many touchdowns did he have last year? 16.
1: 16. It was pretty funny. If you guys um, weren't following us last year, you're going to want to follow. We were doing a toilet count. Um, yeah. the bathroom count how many uh because he had was it 14. 12 toilets 14 12 toilets 14 something like that yeah. yeah 14 toilets in his house in uh in denver but he still it took him to what week Week fifteen or sixteen to finally have more touchdowns than he had toilets, and so by week I think it was by week eight or week nine we started tracking how many touchdowns versus how many toilets he has in his house. It was pretty funny. It took him a long time to finally beat that.
0: (laughs) He was just so bad last year. It was bad, so bad. Uh, Yeah, I'm not touching that guy with a ten foot pole and drafts. I understand. Some people think he'll have a bounce If you believe in Sean Payton Then you can believe in Russell Wilson I guess But I I don't believe in Russell Wilson So Even if Sean Payton's
1: a great coach too many weird stories coming out about the guy too, like being on the airplane on the entire flight overseas, just standing in the aisles and going Broncos country, let's ride, and like doing, <laughs> like running in place. But people said he repeated that phrase for hours. Broncos country,
0: let's ride. He is so. The guy is just so weird. Uh, He's gotten one hit guy, in the head quite a bit. <laughs> one one guy I am super excited about. And that is Javante Williams, who is my sleeper pick. He only played four games last year. He got hurt in his fourth game last year. Tore his ACL and LCL. And PCL. He tore total all knee three. Yeah, completely knee
1: done. He played yesterday in the pre in the preseason game.
0: I know. You are Ryan, just- how is that possible? You normally don't come back from that type of injury until mid-season. The guy is playing in preseason games. 204 yards last year. Uh, His rookie year, I wrote down his rookie year. He had 903 rushing yards, four touchdowns, 43 catches, 316 yards, three touchdowns. Dude, I am so excited for Javante. I know they brought in Samaj P. Ryan. And everybody's all, Samaj P. Ryan was so good last year. And I, and I was buying into everybody telling me how good Samaj P. Ryan. I had Joe Mixon. I know how much he vultured Joe Mixon's stuff. That's right. Let me read you Samaj P. Ryan's stat. And you tell me, was Let he me hear really it. that good? Let me hear it 394 rushing yards, two touchdowns, 38 catches, 287 yards, four touchdowns. That's great. That sounds like a good backup. That's he what he didn't. was.
1: Yeah, but when he was the starter, he was actually... I picked him up in ESPN. When I had him as the starter and Joe Mixon was out, 20-plus points a game.
0: Every time. But people are saying he is going to go 50-50. I I think they're wrong. I think people are thinking he's going to because of what he did in the playoffs with Joe Mixon last year. I'm telling you right now, Samaj P. Ryan is a great backup to have, a good handcuff to have. And... Like a poor man's Jarek McKinnon to draft late for some guy you can throw on there because he's going to get some points. Did you know but, that he holds the NCAA single game rushing record, four hundred and twenty-seven okay. yards in one I game? I also I also know he played for Washington and couldn't start. I also know he played for Cincinnati and couldn't cut it. So here he is with his third team. People are very high on <laughs> him. I don't. I'm going to let everybody take him. I'm going to take with the twenty eighth running back off the board. Javante Williams, who has top 10 capability as a runner, top 5. He the does. guy's electric. He could make Russell Wilson better because he can run the ball. He can catch it. He can break yep. off runs. I am all over this guy. In fact, I got a draft later tonight and I am, I've done so many mocks in this already at the first pick and I've done so many mocks already and I Every time this guy falls to me in like the sixth round, I'm like, oh, jeez. I, That's I, crazy. I hope so. It's my third That's running crazy. back off
1: the board. Oh, I know. That's crazy. Look, I will say if you're taking Javante Williams, Samaj P. Ryan is a fantastic handcuff because, and I'm going to read this stat because you didn't read this one. He started twice for Joe Mixon. There was a third game where Mixon left early during that span of those 3 games he averaged 23.7 PPR points and he finished as the RB2 during that 3 game stretch. P Ryan is a fantastic handcuff. If if you're going to have a back miss time, P Ryan is good.
0: Yes. Fantastic handcuff. I will agree with that 100%. Thank you. I will not agree with people drafting him to be a starter on your team, which people are actually doing. No. Nope, that's no thank far. you. Uh, Just to sidetrack, I do have the first pick in this draft tonight. It is a one quarterback league, 12 teams, PPR. You get two running backs, two receivers, tight end, uh, kicker, and two flex spots. First pick. First pick. I've done so many mocks, drafting either CMC first or Justin Jefferson first. I end up with great teams both times I do it. What is your preference on that first pick, Jay? Do you rather take the running back, the all-world all, all world running back CMC, or would you rather take the phenom, Justin Jefferson?
1: I'm taking the phenom, Justin Jefferson. If, my, if I'm the number one pick, I'm taking Justin Jefferson. He will have – he's going to have a great year. He, he, Of course he is. It's Justin Jefferson. I, I, uh, I love CMC. I'm still not convinced the guy's going to stay healthy.
0: I'm worried about that. But the way I'm looking at it is, if I take CMC, he plays all year with the Niners. What is this guy's ceiling? What can, I, I know. Could he put up the most points ever he could. for a fantasy non-quarterback? I think yep, he could. Absolutely, he could. And that's why I think I'm going to draft him. Because if he does it, I want that guy on my team. And if he gets hurt in week two and you miss him the rest of the year... You're That's gonna gamble, be really mad. That's the gamble. I know, I know. I just, ugh. I'm so torn because you have, you have, you know, you're gonna get great production out of Jeff- Justin Jefferson. Yep, in guaranteed. Guy, I mean, somebody's gonna get hurt. Some big name is gonna get hurt this year. Hopefully, it's not Justin Jefferson, but he's never shown anything where he's injury prone. Yeah. So it's like, and you know, Kirk Cousins is gonna throw him the ball 200 times. God, I know, I'm thinking I should take Justin Jefferson, son of a gun. Plus, I love the Vikings too,
1: dude. I'm, <laughs> dude, I'm telling you, when when it's the witching hour, just watch your team score points.
0: <laughs> the only the only problem with taking him right there is when it comes back to me on the turn in the mock, I keep getting Tony Pollard, which is great. Like if I can go just Justin Jefferson, Tony Pollard, and then uh, oh, Crystal yeah. Lave is the other receiver I get. I'm like, oh, geez, I'll start oh, that all yeah. the time, but. I'm assuming people are going to be smarter, and I won't get Pollard won't fall to me. And then it's kind of a big drop off at running back. But I'm pretty good at fantasy. I can probably make it work. I can make you it can work. make it work. All right, let's get let's get back to the business here uh, and talk about these Broncos. Let's go to the wide receivers. Yep, uh, they got some interesting wide receivers here. Jerry Judy, who actually, unbeknownst to me, had a pretty good year last year. I had no idea. 15 games, 67 catches, 972 yards, 6 touchdowns. Finished as the 22nd wide receiver. He's going 23rd off the board, which makes no sense to me. Finished 22 last year. He's obviously taken over the role as the number one wide receiver. And you brought in a very offensive-minded coach who feeds. And, folks, I mean feeds. Feeds the number one target in every offense Sean Payton has been in. So, if he's another guy that I don't want to draft him because of Russell Wilson, but if I'm in a spot where he's out there and I don't like the receivers around him, I feel like the upside's pretty good with him. Like, he can be a top 15 receiver type deal.
1: Well, and I do like, just to help your brain there, I do think Russell Wilson's going to do better than he did last year. You have to. Like... My God, you, have you, can't get,
0: to. you can't get any worse. Yeah.
1: I don't. God, it has to be better. But even if it's not, um, they did sign from the Raiders uh, backup quarterback Jarrett Stidham, who I think will also be able to throw the ball and support Judy. Again, he's not going to be fantastic. I put him in the same kind of rankings as Garoppolo. But I I, I feel like Jarrett Stidham is still going to be decent enough to throw the ball. I like Jerry Judy. It's a good player yeah. to pick up.
0: Oh, the other thing I, I wanted to mention on the running backs for the Broncos is when Sean Sean Payton likes to run with two running backs so that's an argument for Saman J.P. Ryan but when he's with the Saints, he always had a top five rushing attack Yep um, So, you're going to get he likes to run the ball. He runs the ball instead of everything else. Cortland Sutton uh, finished as a 43rd quarterback going 43rd off the board 64 catches, 829 yards 2 touchdowns um, I was all in on this guy last year. I didn't draft him anywhere, thank goodness, but boy, did he disappoint. Mm-hmm. People were expecting him to get 1,000 yards, this and that, two years removed from his injury. Nothing. Um, I'm looking for him to get worse because of they drafted Marvin Mims in the second round, and I'm thinking uh, with him there and the upcoming tight end we're going to talk about here in a second, I think Cortland Sutton this is this his last year with the Broncos? He's a free agent next year. Um, I don't think they really care. They don't need to feed him. I mean, he's an okay second or third wide receiver on the team, but nothing I want to touch in fantasy football. Yep. Marvin Mims, I am excited about. He's going. He's the last pick in the draft, and I think he's worth it because if Russell Wilson somehow does play like he used to with Sean Payton, what a steal! Greg Dulcich, the tight end uh 33 catches 411 yards and two touchdowns last year in his limited time, uh, 10 games. but you saw when you watched the guy play, you saw it he's fast, he can catch it, he can break tackles. He looks to the part of a future top five tight end. So we'll see what happens with him
1: man he he's going. he he really came out onto the scene and just kind of exploded um i like dulcich i i think he he has potential to be one of those um the one of the top six tight ends and in, in in the league he, he's got huge upside
0: yep i agree in rookie tight ends they usually don't do that good either so usually by year three is when they really break out so if you're in a dynasty league if you can get dulcich down now would be the time to get him. yep uh my MVP, I don't think I said he was the MVP, but he is my MVP, is Justin Herbert uh, for the Chargers in that division. I think you already said you're MVP and sleeper, if I remember right. So. Yep. All right. We'll take a quick break, and we'll be right back with the NFC West.
1: The Manchild guys want to hear from you. Whether just to say
0: hello, settle a debate between the guys, or even feedback or a topic point you want to discuss – Call 573-500-0122 today. That again is 573-500-0122. We're excited to hear from you. All right, NFC West. Last year, this is a kind of a strong division, in my opinion. Last year, the 49ers, 13-4. The Seahawks, 9-8. Rams, 5-12. Cardinals, 4-13. Vegas projected totals, the Niners 11.5, Seahawks 8.5, the Rams 6.5, Cardinals 4.5. I'm very surprised at those Vegas projections, to be honest with you. I'm very surprised the Seahawks are that low. I'm very surprised the Rams are that low, and I'm very surprised the Cardinals are that high. (laughs) what
1: what do you think of, Well, I guess we'll get to the Rams I don't know what you see in the Rams where you think that's, that's low i feel feeling it's well, pretty high we'll but get there, and we'll get there. About it.
0: But let's start off with the 49ers who would have been in the Super Bowl or would have had a great chance to be in the Super Bowl last year if they had a quarterback they literally did not have a quarterback because he got hurt right away he couldn't throw the ball against the Eagles in the NFC championship.
1: It was so it bad. It was
0: such a disappointing game cuz boy was I hyped up for that game. Brock Purdy who mystery relevant. What a story. The last pick of the draft. 9 games, but in his last 5 games he started pretty much undefeated. 1374 yards, 13 touchdowns. He's already been announced as the starting quarterback. There's still Trey Lance believers out there for some reason. The coach and the GM said Brock Purdy will be starting for us week one. He's already back. He came back way earlier than everybody thought he is. He played in preseason last night. He looked fine. Uh, I'm in on Brock Purdy. I mean, I don't want to draft him as my starter, but in two quarterback league, I'll take him. He's going 21st off the board right now. It's his second year, full year, uh, able to read the playbook. He's been in preseason working with these guys. He has more. Uh, I know he had to rehab his shoulder, but but I can't see him being bad on this team. I think you can throw anybody in there. They're going to be a good quarterback. If you put Trey Lance in there, he's going to be good. If you put Sam Darnold in there, he's going to be great. Running back, Christian McCaffrey, CMC. Got traded there mid-season last year. 1,139 yards, eight touchdowns, 85 catches, 741 yards, five touchdowns. Finished as a number two running back. He's going number one running back. He's one of those, you're in one quarterback league, it's either him, Justin Jefferson, or Jamar Chase going as a number one pick. We are just talking about it. You, you got me leaning towards Justin Jefferson now. Even though my gut's telling me CMC,
1: man, you know I I do love CMC. I have him on one of my teams. I hope you're right. I hope it's the most points ever for a he fantasy player it. outside of quarterback. He can do it. The dude is the dude's phenomenal. Because um, Jamal
0: he's, Charles, Jamal he's just Charles not a quarterback.
1: Yeah, he's just not a quarterback, and we found that out. Yeah. Uh, fun fact, I don't know if you heard this or not. Um, the 49ers uh, GM said if they did win that game against the Eagles and they were going to go to the Super Bowl and play the Chiefs, um, the 49ers' plan was to uh, sign Phillip Rivers. Yeah.
0: And yeah. have him be in the Super Bowl. How awesome would that have been for Phillip Rivers? Oh, my, gosh, Rivers? Been, oh my <laughs> gosh. And if you would have won it, you got to be kidding me. That would have been... Uh, I don't know. That would have been How would you have felt as a Chiefs fan if Philip Rivers came back, a former division rival, but won the Super Bowl? Would you feel I, happy for the guy? I would be upset, obviously, but that would be one heck
1: of a story. I, I respect Philip Rivers. Fought against him for, what, 18 seasons? Like, the dude was the dude was fantastic. So that would be one of the craziest stories if that would have happened. He's got, what, 12 kids? <laughs> yeah. They just announced they have another one on the way this year. Um, he's, a great, he's a great
0: guy, too. He's hard not to cheer for.
1: Yeah. One thing we didn't get into, um, even when we talked about the Chiefs, um, the thing that's going on with the 49ers and the Chiefs right now is their best defensive players are holding out. You've got Nick Bosa, Defensive Player of the Year, Um He was the best defensive guy in the NFL last season. He's holding out. He's on the last year of his rookie contract. He's getting fined $40,000 a day. They can waive those because he's on his rookie contract. He does not want to step on that field unless he's getting a new contract. I don't know what the Niners are waiting for you've got to pay Nick Bosa. That dude is electrifying with the chiefs. It's Chris Jones. He's getting fined $50,000 a day and you can't waive those fines. So they're going to have to put those into his contract, but you've got these two amazing, like the quarterbacks of the defense, the heart of the defense holding out and teams not paying them. I I, I don't know what the plan is. I don't know if it's, they don't have money or what, but yeah, I would sign these guys.
0: Oh yeah, they have to. I, I, I was telling you earlier before we went on that these guys' defensive move, how th- those two guys move, they're right. game changers. You need the, those guys disrupt a the game. They change the flow of games. You, you, the Jets have the guy in Quentin Williams and Sauce Gardner. You, these, this is who these teams have. The Fortnite have a great defense. It's Fantastic great Bosa. defense. They have a really good defense without Bosa. They have maybe the one of the best in the league with Bosa. Yep. He's probably the best defensive player in the league right now, to be honest with you. I, I just don't – I don't know – apparently these teams don't have money. I don't know how you don't pay e- both of these guys. They mean so much to your – they mean just as much on that side of the ball as Patrick Mahomes does on the offensive side. I don't understand how you don't pay the guy. Who is the GC I, I even don't. playing? They're paying Travis Kelsey and Mahomes. Who else is he getting paid? They have a bunch of scrubs everywhere else. They yeah, got rid of their big not. left tackle. Who are they paying? They're are not they doing.
1: I don't understand it.
0: I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. Uh if you're gonna C M C go yeah,
1: ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say jump jumping back to running back with C M C Ryan. The sky's the limit for that guy. He oh, yeah. can he can do everything. He can he can run as the wide receiver. Um he can play in the slot. Um he he, he is a I'm running drafting, back. I'm drafting him. I'm drafting him. I'm, I'm just the guy him. can do absolutely anything. And the thing that I love about it is he's got a young quarterback who's going to need him. He's going to need Christian McCaffrey to do Christian McCaffrey things and make plays. It's it's interesting. I don't know what his durability issues, you know, are gonna be. He played he every game last, last year. year. He proved last year that he's durable. I I think he's gonna have I think he's gonna have a good year. At least I hope he's so. Had, I've got him on my dynasty team.
0: I'm so excited. He's had two years where he's played a full season. He's finished as number one running back and the number two in those two seasons. His backup, which is a great handcuff to have, but he may—he is more injury-prone than anybody I know in the NFL history. That's Elijah Mitchell. But, boy, when he yep. plays, is he good. He's one of those guys, too, you could just draft. And if, if he's healthy, you could probably put him in there. He's going to have a good game, even as CMC's backup. Um, in fact, if CMC never went there, he'd probably be a top 15 running back in the league. But he—the yep. that guy gets hurt all the time. Uh, wide receivers good room here two very good wide receivers Debo Samuel in 13 games last year 56 catches 632 yards two touchdowns 230 rushing yards three touchdowns Uh, he's going 13th off the board I'm not touching Debo Um, I know he's electric and I know he can do a lot I worry about his health his his playing style and I'd rather have his running mate than him because he goes way later in drafts. Uh, and that's Brandon Ayuk, who had a great year last year: seventy-eight catches, a thousand yards, eight touchdowns. Finished as the fifteenth wide receiver. He's going twenty-eighth off the board. So if, if I can get that value that much later, two, three rounds later, I'm taking it. I hear the words you've said. I'm
1: processing them. <laughs> But Debo Samuel plays grown man football when he gets that. He is a grown man. That dude is just, he will light you up. So I watched the bit of the preseason yesterday with the Niners, um, and I watched the Brock Purdy. The first three plays, do you know who they ran through? Debo Samuel. Nice pass over the middle. Two screen passes where the dude took off for 15, 20 yards each. I thought for sure the 49ers were going down to score a touchdown. Um, I'm
0: telling you, Debo is
1: explosive. I, I don't know. Here's what
0: I'm telling you, though, Jay. And here's why I don't like Debo. When they brought Christian McCaffrey over, that changed their offense because now they have a running back that can go in the slot and catch short passes just like Debo was doing. Debo complained, if you remember, two years ago, going into the last year's season. What was Debo complaining about? I need to get paid like a running back, not just a wide receiver. Or don't yep. let, don't make me run the ball. Okay, we'll go get Christian McCaffrey. Now we got a great runner and a great yep, receiver. Yep, yep, I hear you. And he, when he played with McCaffrey, he didn't do that stuff he was doing. So I don't, I don't believe he. I think he's, he's a great wide receiver. Like. If he was on my team with the Jets, I would love it. But in fantasy, <laughs> at number yeah, at the thirteenth wide receiver, no, thank you. I'll take the twenty eighth wide receiver, who's going to have the same receiver. value. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yep. I'm here. George, George Kittle, aka George Brittle, coming in <laughs> here at the fourth tight end off the board. Finished third last year. Sixty catches, seven hundred sixty five yards, eleven touchdowns. The key for him is. Can he repeat that touchdown? Because that's what he's going to need to finish in that top three for tight ends. Now, this is another guy who's capable of catching almost 100 balls in 1,000 yards. But in this offense, with these weapons, and there's only one ball to go around, he don't mind blocking. So I stay away from George Kittle. I do not want anything to do with him. He goes too high in drafts. He, uh, if he went a little later, I wouldn't mind taking him because he's still a good tight end. But he goes way. T- he I mean, he's right yeah. by. He's right by Mark Andrews and uh, T.J. Hawkinson, and I'd rather have those two guys than him. So. Same. I to be honest, I'd rather have Darren Waller um, over him as well. My MVP in is Brandon Ayuk. By the way. Because you get him so late, and I feel like he could even be better than he was last year. He's going into his th- uh, third or fourth year now. I think it's his fourth, third or fourth year. But nice, he's good. Yeah, uh, I have my, my, yeah, I have my
1: MVP for the NFC West is CMC Christian McCaffrey. He's he's going to do
0: wow. Way to reach on that one, Jay. I know, but it's going to happen. You picked her, number one I mean, pick in the not... draft. Oh, and my MVP is probably Justin Jefferson in the NFC North. Like, no duh. Like, we know CMC is probably the MVP of this division. Like <laughs> He's going to, he's way to gonna do it. Way to help our fantasy listeners who are new to fantasy to think about somebody else. <laughs> Let's take the easiest. I didn't say Jeez. sleeper.
1: Geez, Ryan. I didn't say sleeper. I've got
0: sleeper. We all know he's the MVP. All right. Let's go to the Seattle Seahawks Who, boy, did they have a surprise year last year They lost their all-time best quarterback And they had to start Geno Smith, and we all remember Geno Smith How much he failed with the Jets And every team he was with The one time he had an opportunity A guy punched him in the locker room and broke his jaw And he was out half the season It pops up on my Facebook once a a year Everybody (laughs) telling me that But boy, was he good last year He was the most efficient quarterback in the NFL last year Let that sink in 4,200 yards, 30 touchdowns, 366 yards, rushing in a touchdown, finished as the fifth-best quarterback. And what a bargain. He's going 15th off the board. He's going 15th because people are like, but can he do it again? Why can't he do it again? I don't understand, people. Why can't Geno Smith do it again? He has the same coach. He has the same team. His team's even better because they drafted a stud, two studs, I don't see a world where he's not the same. Will he finish number five? I don't know. He'll probably finish top ten, though. Why wouldn't he? I
1: I think the Seahawks have had one of the best off-seasons out there um, with who they signed for on, on the defense. Um, they brought in um, brought uh, back the defensive... They, they brought in Draymond Jones on a three-year deal. They also added Julian Love, Jaron Reed um, on a defensive lineman. They brought back Bob, Bobby Wagner. He went one season to the Rams. He's back. Um, and then you look at the draft, um, and it's thank you, Broncos. All these picks from the Broncos. Yeah. Thank you, Broncos. They got cornerback uh, Devin Witherspoon. They added him fifth overall. Great cornerback, and then they had the 20th pick, and they got Jackson Smith-Najigba. I'm telling you... I Oh, and they added... Um, they also Zach have... Charbonnet. Um, uh, Zach Charbonnet as a running back. I'm telling you, Geno Smith, I think, is going to ha- have... A great year. I don't know why people are, are sleeping on the guy. He proved he, he's ready to he, he's ready to do this. He's been ready. He's been waiting, chomping at the bit for a chance, and he capitalized on it, throwing over four thousand yards, thirty touchdowns. Like you said,
0: most efficient
1: quarterback of the league last year. He he's
0: doing it. I go in all these drafts and these two quarterback drafts I'm in it's just like people are giving me Geno Smith every time. I can't believe it. Like, okay, I'll take this, guy. He's, I'm going to have yeah. two top 10 quarterbacks. Running backs. This gets a little tricky. They drafted Ken Walker last year, who had a great year. 1,050 yards, 9 touchdowns, 27 catches, 165 yards. Finished as the 18th running back. It's going 17th off the board. You would think a second-year running back with those stats as a rookie is probably going to go in the top three or four picks. Well, no, because they drafted Zach Charbonnet in the second round, who honestly probably could have went in the first round. Yep. talented Zach Charbonnet is talented enough to go start for a team because he can run it great. He can catch it. He was awesome in college. He's going as the 37th running back, and that's what everybody's afraid of. Because Kenneth Walker, if you watched him last year, was very Barry Sanders-esque where he'd get zero yards, zero yards, zero yards, 50 yards touchdown. So he's a big boomer bus guy, but he is very talented. I'm staying away from this backfield. It scares me. Um, Pete Carroll likes to share the ball if he can. If he's got the guys, he's been doing it for years. You never know what he's going to do either. Pete Carroll could start Zach Charbonnet. He's one of those coaches that he don't care where you got drafted. Oh, yeah. He don't care what your name is. Best players playing. That's how Pete Carroll's yep. always been. Yep. And so... We'll, we'll see what happens. I, I mean, I've if,
1: never it, been, Being you've talked about it, I've never been a Pete Carroll fan. He won me over last year just on how he handled the, I mean, everyone thought the Seahawks were going to have just a horrible year, and they didn't. And so I, I was actually a big fan of his coaching and the plan he had. And people kept going, man, how, how did you do this? How did you do this? And he said, we know what we're doing. I don't know what to tell you. We know what we're doing.
0: So I'm I, I have, I'm respecting him a little more, I'll tell you that. I'm in the same boat because, I mean, his chewing gum is what makes you want to just murder the man. The way he chews gum, oh, my God, it just makes me mad thinking about it. But every, I, th- I think why nobody respected or liked Pete Carroll is he was great at USC, which he got in trouble for paying people to come there. But when he went to Seattle, he got very lucky with Russell Wilson, who they drafted late, and he ended up being so good. And so nobody gave Pete Carroll any of this respect. And they had the Legion of Boom, who Pete Carroll is an offensive and special teams type coach. I mean, he's a good overall coach. But everybody attributed their success to Russell Wilson. So when Russell Wilson left here, and you left last year and you got left with Geno Smith and he did that good with him and they lost their best defensive player, Bobby Wagner, I mean, mad respect for the guy. Yep, absolutely. Let's go to the best part of this team is their wide receiver room. Mr. Oh. Big Man DK Metcalf, 90 catches, 1,048 yards, six touchdowns, finished as the 16th wide receiver going 17th off the board. I'm going to go through all three of these guys because – They're all good. Tyler Lockett, who all this guy does every single year, is 84 catches, 1,000 yards, 9 touchdowns. Top 15 wide receiver every year. Four years in a row. Four years in a row, 1,000 yards. But he's going 30th (laughs) off the board. Why? Because they drafted JSN in the first round, who everybody thinks and says is the best wide receiver. And I'm telling you right now in camp, he looks like, the real deal. He is burning yep. everybody. He looks great. He's going 39th off the board. In my opinion, when it comes to this receiver room, I think DK Metcalf is going to get his. I think where you draft him is where he's going to finish. I don't think there's upside past that. Yep. I don't think he's going to be worse than that. He's a big man. That's about what he's going to do. Maybe even more touchdowns, so there might be a little upside. Uh, Tyler Lockett is going to be good, but... This- <laughs> I don't think Geno can be better than he was last year. I think he can be as good as he was last year. I don't Agreed. think he can be better. So something has to give somewhere and it has it has to be a little from DK Metcalf where I think he's going to make up with the touchdowns and I think some's going to come from Tyler Lockett and then JSN. So it's still great value where you get Lockett and probably good value where you get JSN. I think it's going to be more of the typical rookie thing where Lockett starts off strong and JSN finishes strong.
1: And that's why I'm targeting JSN as my sleeper pick in this NFC West. Um, I think JSN is going to have an amazing second half of the year. Um, He's going to, between week, week 10 and on, he's going to be a top 10 wide receiver, even outpacing DK Metcalf.
0: That would be something, because D.K.
1: D.K. He also plays grown man ball. When I think of grown men playing football, it's D.K. Metcalf and Debo Samuel. Those guys are just so strong and tough. But J.S.N. is so athletic. His route running is just an elite level. He's going to do something with with Geno Smith. I have have my gut feeling.
0: Uh, Speaking of athleticism, don't forget what D.K. Metcalf did last year. Running down that guy was unbelievable. <laughs> it's <laughs> still one, of my, one <laughs> of my
1: favorite highlights to watch. One of my favorite highlights to watch. I think so he peaked out at, like, what, 24 miles per hour or something? Uh, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. unbelievable fast. I don't know how he does it.
0: All right, let's go to the next team, the Los Angeles. You didn't even touch the tight ends. Oh, tight ends, Noah Fant. Uh eh, good spot start tight end. That's about it. Yeah, he had fifty catches for four hundred and eighty six yards and four touchdowns. There was a lot of hype around him because he was a first round pick tight end, believe it or not, same year as TJ Hawkinson. One guy took off, one guy didn't, and Noah Fan right. did not. So yeah. the Los Angeles Rams, they added nobody because they have no money. And they lost uh Allen Robinson. Which was, I mean, they lost nobody that was important besides some defensive players. They lost, obviously, most of their defense besides Aaron Donald. But what they're getting back is a healthy Matthew Stafford and a healthy Cooper Cup. <laughs> and if you have a healthy Matthew Stafford and a healthy Cooper Cup, you have a chance, gosh darn it. You have a chance to be good because because Matthew Stafford got hurt last year everybody thinks he's going to be terrible this year when has he ever been terrible he's always been good yeah here's the thing with the Rams
1: they won the Super Bowl and then came out and had the worst season in NFL history for a Super Bowl winning team they lost 12 games prior well, to that it was the broncos when john El- when john elway retired they lost 10 games look i'm telling you the rams it was bad they're calling this year not a rebuild but a remodel um, they keep using they that can't, word. They re- can't
0: afford. They can't. Af- they can't afford to rebuild.
1: So we're doing a re. We're doing a remodel. You know, <laughs> we're just remodeling a little bit. Yeah. They have nothing going for them in 2023. I know. I know you're high on Stafford. I know you want to be high on Cooper Cup because you have Cup in your dynasty leagues. Their offensive line is atrocious. I don't know if Stafford's even going to have time to get to it. Um, they're, they went all in. For that Super Bowl that they've they have no draft picks. They had no draft picks last year. They have no draft picks this year. Nothing they can. They can't do anything. The owner sent out a letter to the season ticket holders just talking about the uh, – he did this in late March, and he was reassuring them that they still want to compete for a playoff spot. But we're going to have to pull back – this is quote from him – pull back on our typical approach to help continued a sustained run of success, meaning they're not going to have splashy trades, lavish signings. They're literally going to hold on to what they do have, and that's their 2024 draft picks. If you're – the Rams are going to – they're going to let this coast – but they are focused on the 2024 draft because they have a full load of draft picks, um, including their first round, which they haven't had for, what, three years now. I'm, I'm telling you, the Rams are going to be hot garbage, and the owner's already telling the season ticket holders, don't get mad.
0: I'm not saying their record's going to be hot garbage. I am saying that fantasy-wise, I they're going to be just fine. Matthew Stafford was on a lot of bad Rams teams. And you know what that guy did every year? 5,000 yards and 40 touchdowns. Bad Detroit Lions teams. Detroit Lions teams. Yep. Last year, in the 9 let's just say eight games, because they both got hurt on the ninth game. In the eight games that Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford played last year, they were on pace to have some of their best years ever, stat-wise. So I don't know why it's the same offensive line they had last year. What, what's the change it? Last year Stafford in his his games was two thousand eighty seven yards and ten touchdowns, which pretty much all went to Cooper Cup, by the way. Yep, uh, he's going twenty third off the board. So in a one quarterback league, he's your backup. In the two quarterback league, he goes super 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 late. Uh, great second quarterback to have. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to the receiver since we're talking about this. Cooper Cup last year in his his games, the dude was on pace to have one of the best years ever as a wide receiver. In his eight plus games, in whatever quarter it was, he had 75 catches for 812 yards and six touchdowns. If you would have played a full season, he would have had about 160 catches for 1,800 yards and 12 or 13 touchdowns. That is insane. He was blowing justin jefferson out of the water in points per game last year before he got hurt yep there's no there's nothing to tell me besides an injury which you you are always hoping when you draft people they don't get hurt that cooper cup can't be a top three wide receiver maybe even the number one receiver again he's that good and he has a quarterback that can throw him the ball He's going number four off the board, so you gotta. I mean, you're drafting him where he's potentially going to finish. But if, if somebody took him number one overall, I wouldn't be mad about it. He could be the number one player overall. He really could. Uh, the other receiver on the team, uh, Van Jefferson, who I believe is in his third, third or fourth year now. Yep, he is my sleeper pick really is going 71st for wide receivers you get him super late he has looked great in camp in his he was very uh, injured a lot last year on and off played a lot with baker mayfield but he flashed a lot of good things last year uh and i think they need a number two receiver there he's gonna be by he's by far the number two receiver I think he's going to have a good year. You're taking him 71st overall. I think he can finish as a top 32 wide receiver. That is insane value. Even if he finishes as a top 40 wide receiver, that's insane value to get a guy that late that you can start week to week. So he's my sleeper. Okay. Uh, He's a good wide receiver. He just has to. I mean, just like anybody on this team, they have to stay healthy uh that's about it for wide receivers they drafted yep. a wide receiver he ain't gonna do nothing this year though no nope. uh they're running back cam Akers, who is uh quite the soap opera if you want to watch one so last <laughs> year last year they were gonna trade him nobody wanted him then they were gonna cut him then they decided not to cut him so they played him and he actually and he started out really bad last year and when they said they were gonna trade him and then they he benched him for like two or three games then he came back and he was awesome to finish the year. He had 786 yards, seven touchdowns. And I don't know, you remember some of those games. He just took over a couple of those games last oh, year. Oh, yeah. And in, in his final six starts last year, he was RB3 over that entire time. He was the third best running back during his final six starts. He knows Sean McVay doesn't want him back next year. He knows the Rams, they have no money, they're not going to pay him next year. He knows that he has to have a good year so he can go sign with somebody else. You're not wrong. And I think, and he's young. He reminds me a lot of like Miles Sanders. Yeah. Why can't he come out and have 1,300 yards rushing this year, 10 touchdowns, and go sign a deal like uh, Miles Sanders did with the Panthers last year with some other team? He can easily do that. And he's motivated. And if this offense, if Matthew Stafford doesn't want to die back there, a run game will help that a lot. Uh, Their tight end, very good value at tight end. Tyler Higby, granted Cooper Cup didn't play last year, so that's why he got a lot of targets. But seventy-two right. catches, six hundred twenty yards, and three touchdowns. Uh, finished as the sixth tight end last year, but you're you're getting him as the fifteenth tight end. It's not a guy you're going to start, but this is just like the Gerald Everett pick. If you draft one of those three rookie tight, four rookie tight ends that are out there, there's four good rookie tight ends out there. You get Tyler Higby, because Tyler Higby will score you points while these guys start getting more integrated into the offense. Uh, I don't think the Rams, by any means, are going to be a playoff team, but I do think uh, their offense will be just fine. Their defense is going to be really bad. They have Aaron Donald. That is it. That's it. Guy. What guy. What really gets me is Matthew Stafford, Talked about retiring. He wanted to come back. Aaron Donald talked about retiring. He wanted to come back. Sean McVay. They know they're going to.
1: Sean McVay. McVay
0: talked about retiring. <laughs> it just tells me that these guys, whether or not we believe it or not, they believe that they're still a playoff team. They believe if they have those three pieces, Stafford Cup and Aaron Donald, they have a chance. I don't think they do, but I didn't think the Seahawks did last year either. So you never know. It's the NFL.
1: It's the NFL.
0: But one thing I do know is how bad the Arizona Cardinals are going to be, folks. <laughs> this might be one of the worst teams in football this year. They lost DeAndre Hopkins. They added nothing. Ugh. Kyler Murray, who I like, Kyler Murray. He's a great quarterback, but nobody knows when he's coming back. He got injured last year. Uh, Cardinals aren't coming out and saying when he's playing they have said anything from they hope he's back week one to week four to midseason, we'll see how it goes. That usually tells me he, that he's not coming back till like after whatever their bye week is. Yep. Uh, when he played last year, he was great. He played uh, basically 10 games he played. He got hurt in his 11th game. Early in it. He threw for uh, almost 2,400 yards, 14 touchdowns, rushed for 420 yards and 3 touchdowns. That's not bad. Um, Would have had a fine season as usual when he's healthy he's a he's easily a top eight quarterback um but this team this team is probably going to have one of the top picks in the draft which will help them one shining spot on this team is their running back james connor who i know you like because he's on your team
1: i i do like james connor
0: James Conner had a very good year last year. 13 games, 782 yards, 7 touchdowns. He catches the ball, 46 catches, 306 yards, and a touchdown. Finished as a 19th running back. You're getting him as the 22nd running back, which I think is incredible value because he's going to get 300 carries this year and probably 50 catches. <laughs> I mean, he is. He's gonna, yeah. They're going to run him into the ground. It's going to be his last good year. Uh, if you have James Conner, you either ride with him or you trade him after he has like some great games to start the yep. year and get incredible value for him. You're starting. But that's to what you do. With see James. where my brain that's is. What, yeah, that's what you do with James Conner this year. Don't don't offer me a trade either. By the way, <laughs> I got him from you. I had when I had James Conner on my team. He just got hurt all the time, all the time. I'm like, oh, maybe I'll start James Conner this week. Nope, he get hurt. Oh, I'll put him on the bench. Oh, he runs for 100 yards and two touchdowns. Oh, I hated him. And you send him to me, and, been, and he gets 20-plus touchdowns great. one season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so dumb. So dumb. Thank you. Uh, and they have nobody behind him either. It's James Conner, and that's it. Wide receivers. Colt McCoy is going to be their quarterback. They drafted a quarterback, too, to start the year. I don't mind their wide receivers because you get them super late. And if Kyler Murray comes back halfway through the year, I mean, you're going to have some good wide receivers. And Colt McCoy is a serviceable backup. He'll throw for 200 to 300 yards a game. Hollywood Brown, Marquise Brown, uh, 12 games last year. That's his bugaboo. He always gets hurt. He had 67 catches, 709 yards, three touchdowns. That's pretty pretty darn good in 12 games. Uh, he's going 34th off the board. I mean, if he would have played a full season last year, mm. he would have been a top-20 receiver, easy. With no Hopkins there... He's their main target. He's going to get yep. targeted a lot. Thirty-four is incredible value. I don't care if he gets hurt or not. That is it. Should be an almost an automatic pick right there if he's going that late. Same with his running mate, Rondell Moore. This will be his third year. He very another guy that gets injured a lot. This whole team is like that. But he's a PPR machine. In the limited time he played last year, he had four hundred yards uh, receiving. He can, he, they drafted him to be the number two receiver. He's going to be the number two now <clears throat> instead of the number three that he's been the whole time. You get him 57th off the board. That's right where that Jacoby Myers pick is. Gotcha. I always take one of those. I take one of those two guys every time that round. They're PPR machines. Yep. They're guaranteed 10 to 12 points from those guys every week. And then they drafted Michael Wilson, in the third round, who looks great in camp. He's a big wide receiver. Uh... I expect good things from him. Not this year. Maybe late. We'll see if Murray comes back. Maybe. And then their tight end is Trey McBride, who they drafted in the first round last year. Uh, we'll see if he can take that that leap this year. It's going to be tough. But without Hopkins there, targets are going somewhere. So we'll see where they go. Anything to add so, on the Cardinals, Jay? Yeah. My biggest
1: thing with the Cardinals, I, I think it's going to be a dumpster fire For them this year, especially with Murray not going to be playing until probably after the bye, like you've said. But there's more I want people to understand about the Cardinals. So the NFL Players Association they did a poll with players to grade the treatment of families, nutrition, the weight room, the training room, and the locker room. The Cardinals got the worst grade of them all. They got an F. The former coach. Yep, the former team executive, Terry McDonahue, um There was a claim by him that Michael Bidwell was um, engaged in widespread misconduct, including cheating, discrimination, and harassment. Um, he The team shot back with examples of Terry McDonough's erratic behavior. Um, they ended up getting in trouble for tampering. They had to settle a tampering claim um, and give up a draft pick. Uh, to the Eagles because of it, um, because they were contacting. Um, um, I can't remember who they were contacting. Oh, um, no, I don't remember.
0: Shane, Shane Steichen, I think.
1: Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. Shane Steichen um, before it was permitted to do so. So they got in trouble for that. This year is another dumpster fire, but here's what they did do. They traded the third overall draft pick to the Texans. Um and it's going to pay off next year because the cardinals have their draft pick next year and they have the texans first round draft pick next year yeah. there's no protection on it they they're could literally two, be gonna, drafting number 1 and number 2 they're going to have two top 5 picks guaranteed guaranteed but it could literally
0: be the first two picks of the draft yeah because and they don't, I don't and they don't need that for if they get the first pick they're probably going to trade it as well because they don't need Caleb Jones who's everybody's already said is the first pick next year. Yep. They don't yep. need him cuz they have Kyler Murray and they're going to get yep. a ton for that. They're going to get, get oh. whatever team's first pick plus probably their next 3 years first pick. They're going to be they're going to be able to in 2 years this team's probably going to be really good. I if they I, get the right GM, if they can also
1: not because they're they're going to be building with draft picks around a really good quarterback in Kyler Murray, but if they don't get their facility, the the management of that team put back together, they're in for a world of hurt. I can't believe how low they were graded. Players are not happy on that team.
0: Do you have that full grade there? Was the Jets number one on there? I, I don't have the full one. I can look it up for you, though. They got to be out there. They, gotta, they got a fantastic facility. They even have uh, team psychiatrists. They got a whole bunch of stuff. But, uh, yeah, that's the West. Those are the Wests. Um, Chiefs and Niners dominate both divisions. So. I do have the Jets pulled up here. Um,
1: so let's go ahead and look, because you asked, if you want to. Well, I just um, got to be in the top ten, I'm guessing. I It doesn't have it rated like where they were at, but the Jets were rated fairly well. Um, I see a lot of B pluses. I see A's. Um, I see a couple C's under treatment of families. They have a C, but their nutrition, weight room, uh, strength staff, training
0: room, training staff, locker room, it's all between B's and A's. That's just treatment of families just probably because it's in New Jersey. Like, I mean, you're going to get an automatic (laughs) C no matter what. You got to live in New Jersey. (laughs) Hey, what are you saying here? What are you Uh, (laughs) doing? Cronies, stay tuned next week. We are doing a mock draft. Yes, We're going to do a live mock draft on here. You'll be able to see our picks. Me, John, and Jay. It'll be a good time. Um, Obviously, I'll probably win the draft, but uh, until next time, peace! We out of here! Thanks for joining us today on the Man-Child Chronicles. You can find us
1: on your favorite social media platforms at the Man-Child Chronicles. Don't forget to join us every Friday for a new episode. That's all for now. See you next time.